Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. With, with the Fugees, you have White Clef, like, like really the brain behind the music. You know, you got me the brain behind the, the business, and you got Lauren, she's in between the two, you know? So, but it's like, it keeps it balanced, you know? So, you now have millions of dollars coming in for the, for the first time in your life. What are you doing with the money? Invest. A former member of the Fugees has been convicted of 10 finance-related federal charges, including money laundering and campaign finance violations. Investment tips with Praz. Fugees, part three. Let's go. Welcome back to Fraudsters, where we bring you the scams you love and the fraudsters we hate. I'm Sina Gazdavi, joined by my co-host, Ariel Lieti and Justin Williams. We are picking up. We're getting right back into it. Ariel, who are we talking about today? I seem to not remember. Pros. That's right, everyone. The third amigo. The Kevin Jonas. The Khloe Kardashian. Spinderella. Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. The guy from ZZ Top without a beard. <laughs> Godfather 3. Ooh. The guy on the moon with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin who never left the shuttle. Yeah. Our friend Proz. That's right, guys. That is Proz. <laughs> there are just so many weird things about this. The first of all, the scandal surrounds a company named 1MDB, which has no connection to the internet movie database, which honestly puzzled me to start with. And second, the other major player in the scandal is named Joe Lowe, who has no connection to J-Lo, which I found disappointing. <laughs> but also at no point during any of this, are you going to figure out why Proz was the man for this job? Even though I think we did kind of figure it out when we watched those videos. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's been the money man all along. It's his niche. It's his niche. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to say that when he said niche. Proz is, is the Warren Buffett of... The Fugees. <laughs> we always need one. All right, so we have a little bit of a breakdown on on who Jolo is. Okay, excellent. <laughs> yeah, at one point, Jolo had more spending power than just about anyone on Earth because he had liquid cash in his account that was stolen. This fraud is unbelievable. 
because Jolo just stole billions of dollars almost overnight. Investigators have called it one of the biggest corruption cases ever. The center of one of the world's biggest cases of white-collar crime. Billions of dollars vanished from the Malaysian state fund 1MDB, only to be spent on the political activities of a sitting prime minister and the lavish lifestyle of the scam's mysterious mastermind, a Chinese businessman called Joe Lo. He went on this kind of global spending spree. He would go and just drop millions of dollars in nightclubs and bars. As a lot of you in this room know, <laughs> I like to plan my evenings and make sure that I always go to the best parties. Gambling and, and women. <laughs> he had a private plane that he flew constantly around the world. You know, luxury yachts and homes in the Hamptons. The quantum of the money that was stolen is so huge, it makes previous frauds look almost pedestrian by comparison. <laughs> Yeah, almost pedestrian. pedestrian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny that like we talked about doing this Fuji's thing and I was thinking like, yeah. what are we even going to talk about? Like, okay, tax fraud. And it ends up that Proz is the biggest, I mean, yeah, like part of the, the biggest, biggest fraud of them all, which is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. What a time. Good for Proz. Good for Proz. Good for Proz. <laughs> Good for Proz. He, this is his niche. It is. Yeah. He said it. It's his niche. He went I, to I, the top. I also like, like you know, the billionaire class because you know, like, I want to be in the club with like, you know, like models and like rappers and stuff. But if if you're really in the real expensive nightclubs, it's just like Joe Low. It's just like some nerd who's in a, <laughs> like a, who's like just stolen a bunch of money. Who just wants to make sure you had a good time. Yeah, that's all. Like you know how disappointing it is to finally get into the best clubs in the world, and it's just like Elon Musk in there. You're like, oh, oh this is lame. <laughs> Get me out of here. Is he eating a sandwich? <laughs> How did we get here? I thought somebody cool was going to be in here, but it's just, yeah. it's just like it just weirdos. It's just Joe Lowe and Elon Musk. Elon eating Jersey Mike's. What the fuck? Yeah. Get me it's out tuna. of here. Why? <laughs> He's got the tuna. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my gosh. One MDB was originally a Malaysian state fund set up in 2009. It was chaired by the Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak and was intended to promote development through foreign investments and partnerships. According to the U.S. Justice Department, nearly $5 billion, so that's billion with a B, okay, <laughs> of this money, so much money, has been stolen so out of the account, <laughs> leading to the arrest of the Prime Minister and his wife, as well as many of their associates. In fact, the scandal toppled the entire Malaysian government. <laughs> it's not funny. It destroyed, destroyed an entire, an entire country. country. You ever do like like a little like sometimes I'm doing like a little small bank transfer, you know, like I just like you know send a hundred dollars or something like that, and I'll accidentally hit like another zero, and like my heart will skip a beat, yes. and I'll be like, oh my god. It's almost like this guy hit it seven times or nine times. How many zeros? Nine times? It happened to me what yesterday when I was giving a tip to like the the cafe. I pressed too many zeros. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, almost it's a $10,000 tip. <laughs> they weren't that good. I was trying to give them 10 cents. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's all they deserved. The tipping culture in this country. Awful. It's gone off the rails. It really has. Ugh. Najib received $731 million in his bank account shortly before the 2013 election. I guess if you think you might get voted out, there's no reason to go home empty-handed. 
But it wasn't just those in the government pilfering this fund. It also wound up in the pockets of a consultant bought in to oversee the fund, a man named Joe Lowe. Lowe is a short, stout, brilliant, and ostentatious fraudster. So while at the helm of 1MDB's finances, Lowe purchased tens of billions of dollars worth of property in Beverly Hills and Manhattan. <laughs> because he could. This is why you see all those empty in Manhattan. There's all those empty apartments. It's Joe Lowe. It's just, it's Joe Lowe. YOLO, Joe Lowe. That's right. He was living a YOLO lifestyle for real. All right, well, let's see. Let's take a look at Praz here talking about investing, and we'll see how this relates back to 1MDB. And Vlad TV interviews for everybody incredible. Vlad, this is our <laughs> every, every, incredible this source. This is where you go before you go to jail. <laughs> yeah, Vlad. yeah, yeah. This is where everybody in hip-hop incriminates themselves. <laughs> this is where... <laughs> in front of millions of people. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So I've seen people admit to homicides this. on this. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go to Vlad. What are you doing with the money? Invest. How? You know, um, I did the regular stuff in the beginning. You know, some stocks, some bonds, some things here and there just to protect my money. You know, I mean, obviously, I did some stupid shit with my money, too. But it wasn't that stupid enough to not make me be able to live the lifestyle that I'm still living. Right. But, yeah, I invested my money. Okay. Outside of the stocks and bonds, like, what were you investing in? Can you talk about it? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> certain, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but, like, certain funds, uh, for example... Uh. Um, yeah, I can't say that I've invested in Apple. I wish I did, but it wasn't one of those. Although a friend of mine that I lent some money to invested in Viagra, and this dude caked off, cut me off a little, so that was good. But you know, things that seemed like were good, low risk investment, but high returns. You know, if, if that's even possible. But it, there are some things out there that are all possible like that. Okay. So, so you were you were smart about your money. You didn't go and just blow it all. You actually were, were creating a long term plan for yourself. Yeah, man. Dope. So, isn't it what it's supposed to be? Yeah, I mean that's what I do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, long term plan. There you go. Long term plan to slowly bleed uh, a government um, of their of their money. Yeah, I mean, last episode I was saying like I don't understand why he didn't just sell drugs because I'm thinking checkers. This man has been yeah, thinking yeah. chess this oh. whole time, and I I had multi-dimensional yeah, chess. Yeah, 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 he's thinking chess. Ariel, you got to get out of that scarcity. I know mindset. that's what I was in the scarcity mindset. That's my bad. Like you know, low level crimes. I got to think big, like pros. How can I? Topple a nation. Not low-level crimes. Joe low-level Joe crimes. Joe low-level That's crimes. Me. That's what I want on the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Joe low-level crimes. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. The fund also purchased a fleet of luxury items, including a $35 million private jet and a $260 million yacht. <laughs> wow. Don't you think some of these numbers are so big I can't even think about how to spend it, or do you? Is that not even a problem? For me, that's not a problem. I'll find a way to spend it. 
<laughs> if I have a billion dollars, I'm going to find a way to spend it. I will buy all the lobsters. I'm going to be like, there's an episode of 30 Rock where um, Tracy Morgan has to go to <laughs> Benny Hanna's and spend like $1,000 because he has a bunch of gift cards and he just keeps ordering lobster and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I would do that. And that's, that's, that's it. how you do Lots it. Of Lots of lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of trips to Benny Hanna. If Focus seemed to be using a part of the money to break into Hollywood, one of the apartments purchased was from Jay-Z and Beyonce, of course. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and tens of millions of dollars were used to produce the film Wolf of Wall Street through a production company run by Prime Minister Najib's son, Riza Azi. Wait, isn't it Wolf on Wall Street? I thought it was Wolf of Wall Street. A Wolf of Wall yeah. Street. Holy shit. You've wow. been saying it wrong this whole time. Sounding like an auntie. Yeah. Wolf on Damn. Wall Street. Yeah, that and ye. Ye. Jesus. That was rough. <laughs> that was By rough. the way, I've got a couple people that have come up to me and said, I thought it was ye too. Are they over 50? <laughs> no, they were people where no one had actually said it to yes, them. So they just read ever. it. Yeah, yeah. It's just always yeah. red. It's what you said. I just want everyone out there. I see you. You see me. I appreciate You're valid. you. I appreciate I did meet a youth you. once that said ye as well because no one had ever said it to him. And he go. was much younger. So I was like, all right. The youth are very isolated. They are isolated. Oh, poor thing. Let's go to a quick clip about Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, he was in Wolf of Wall Street, of course. He was. And he testified at Praz's trial. DiCaprio testified that the billionaire, Joe Lowe, bankrolled his 2013 hit movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. He said that his team thoroughly vetted Lowe and determined that he was a legitimate businessman. DiCaprio himself is not accused of any wrongdoing. I just, legitimate I mean, thoroughly what? vetted? I yeah. don't buy it. <laughs> what did you thoroughly vet? Uh, I got drunk with him at the club for the last seven days. He bought more cocaine than I've ever seen anyone buy before in my entire life. In cash. Billions of dollars in cash. <laughs> He's just lit money on fire. I was on his $260 million yacht. I mean, I trusted sure. him. Yeah, I trusted this yeah. man. When they vet someone, what are they vetting them for? They're not vetting them to be president of the United States or like, you know, uh, an accountant. They're vetting him. To see if this guy actually has yeah, money. Like, Does he have the money? Yeah. Okay. I don't care how he got it. I didn't. I don't have to yeah. ask no questions. Oh, oh, he's he stole all of Malaysia's money. It's not my problem. He looks like a huge fucking nerd. He has a lot of money. Cool. Make this movie Done. for me. Incredible. I can do that. A three million dollar Picasso was purchased and gifted to Leonardo DiCaprio for some reason. Who knows? And don't forget, an $8 million diamond necklace was given to former Victoria's Secret model Miranda Carr. But a lot of purchases were just for love. He lost $85 million gambling, as one does. He threw a birthday party for himself and hired Jamie Foxx, Pharrell Williams, Chris Brown, Buster Rhymes, and Ludacris to perform. And if that wasn't enough, <laughs> he paid Britney Spears to jump out of a cake. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think more likely Lowe paid Britney Spears' dad to make her jump out of a cake. Yeah, yeah that yeah, seems, of yeah. Course, of course, of course. I just want to also just make it a very important programming note here. It's the official position of everyone here at the Last Podcast Network that the only purchase that was 100% legitimate from Jolo and necessary was the funding of Wolf of Wall Street. There are some incredible performances in there, including one of our supreme leader, 
Henry Zabrowski. Okay, programming note over um, Joe Lowe isn't as bad as everyone makes him out to be, okay? <laughs> How can billionaires be bad? Yeah, if they helped Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really wish I, there was a story of Henry um, just, you know, being at, on a yacht or in a club, like sitting on. There has to be. There's got to be. Lap. There's got to be evidence somewhere, just like pictures of yeah of him sitting on Jello's lap. Incredible. That would be it. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> so, where does Fuji Three factor into all of this? And that's a wonderful question. In 2019, Praz and Lowe were charged with conspiring to violate federal campaign finance law by funneling millions of dollars worth of foreign money into the 2012 presidential election. Oh, my God. Wait, what? surely it was it was for Mitt Romney's campaign. One of the founders of the hip hop group Fuji's is facing multi a multi-million dollar fraud and conspiracy charge or several charges. The Grammy Award winner Pras Michelle is accused of using stolen cash to make illegal political contributions. In 2019, a 2019 indictment accused Michelle of helping a Malaysian financier embezzle money from a state-owned investment fund. He allegedly tried to persuade U.S. officials to abandon an investigation into that financier's business dealings. Michelle has denied all wrongdoing. What? What's the problem? What's the big deal? It wasn't oh. me. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was not even me. <laughs> uh, the indictment alleged that Joe Lowe transferred over $21 million overseas to Pros. There were multiple transfers between June and November of 2012. Apparently, Praz then used a network of straw donors to funnel the money into Barack Obama's second campaign for president. Sorry, everybody, but the money went to Obama. Oh, my I God. Know. I mean, at least a million didn't. I'm not really sure about the other 20 million, but we'll figure that out later. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle denies these charges vehemently. He said the payments were just for business deals or gifts. Harder to explain was the more than $1 million donation to an independent expenditure committee in the name of Praz's company. Oh, I mean, uh, nothing to see no. there. God, Jesus. Just a couple million here, a couple million there. It's fine. Of course, they tried to conceal the scheme from Obama's administration and federal regulators, but also were attempting to curry influence and hype up their own importance. Anonymity was impossible under these circumstances. Praz attended multiple events with Obama and bought as guests some of the straw donors and even Joe Lowe's father, all taking pictures with the president. Praz lied to authorities about the source of the money used in his $1 million donation. Others lied for him about his involvement as well, including a presidential joint fundraising committee and the committee that received the donation. It's funny that Praz slash Joe Lowe used two businesses mainly for a lot of this like washing of money <laughs> politics and the entertainment business two of I mean, that's the shadiest businesses of smart because it's all yeah. just a especially uh media come on like we just kind of throw money it, at everything yeah it's just like it's they're kind of cash businesses in a weird yeah. way where you could just kind of hide money pretty yeah. easily <laughs> 
In 2021, Lowe and Praz were hit with new criminal charges by a federal grand jury, accusing them of, quote, running a back-channel campaign to get the Trump administration to drop an investigation of Lowe and the 1MDB investment company and to have a Chinese dissident return to China. The pair were (laughs) also accused of conspiring to commit money laundering related to the foreign influence campaigns. Praz alone was charged with witness tampering, and conspiracy to make false statements to banks. These crimes, if convicted, would land a fraudster in jail for 5 to 20 years. That's if convicted. Yo, this is the third Fuji. We're still talking about pros. Yeah. We could this have done so five weird. episodes on pros. Little did we know. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Praz's trial. And at least at the time, this was breaking news for us. Get ready. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Well, I don't know if you've been following the news, but this trial is over and Praz was convicted. We're recording this in the beginning of May 2023, just days after the verdict came through. And that missing 19 to 20 million that was reported before the trial ballooned to $100 million. The government's very bad at counting money. I don't trust (laughs) it. How did that even, okay, how did they audit me when this happened? Anyway, (laughs) Praz gave no emotion as the verdict was read and gave no comments to reporters afterward. His attorney was dismayed, utterly dismayed. He said the jury fucked up and he will surely win their appeal. That's right. There will be an appeal and a sentencing. So this isn't exactly over as it'll drag on for months and months and months. So how did the number jump from 20 million to $100 million? What happened in this trial? What did we learn? Let's break it down. 
First off, Michelle testified that he did not use any of the money at Lowe's discretion. He always saw the money as something he could buy whatever he wanted with. He told the jury, I could have bought 12 elephants with it. Why pause? We are pro-elephant here. We are not in favor of the purchasing, the illicit purchasing of elephants with the sovereign money of Malaysia. I don't believe it. I don't like it. (laughs) But why, Praz? Why? Twelve elephants should only cost around a million dollars. What are we going to do with the 20 million, 100 million? What's going on? He's not going with the guy I got in Jersey for elephants. (laughs) Yeah. I know that guy. Apparently, whatever the hell he did with it, please low so much that after Trump came into office in 2017, he gave Praz more money. And it certainly wasn't just a curry favor. He was hiding it. Praz was the mattress with the cash underneath. (laughs) It's like, it's so funny. It's like, hey, where where would you hide your cash? Who is nobody checking for? (laughs) (laughs) Praz. (laughs) So true. Oh, investigation into Daddy Lobux and his role in the embezzlement of the one MDB fund were starting to ramp up in 2017. But by that point, Trump was in power. And unlike Obama, you can totally buy your innocence from Trump. Prosecutors allege that Lowe went back to Michelle, who had done a good job last time, even though it seems like he did a little more than just put $19 million in his bank account. So this time, Lowe wanted to hide more money inside of his shoebox named Praz and gave him $100 million. <laughs> he wanted Praz to use that money to help push members in the government to drop the Lowe investigation. Hey, Praz, what's your what's your cash app? What's that cash <laughs> app? Get that cash app. I got to send you this 100 mil. $100 yeah. million dollars in the cash app. Um, this is the Department of Justice uh, front gate <laughs> operator. We have a pros from the Fujis here that say mm, that yes. he's here to have us drop an investigation. <laughs> you know, I'm, in, oh. I'm inclined to listen. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, pros, he sounds familiar from something I cared about but don't remember anything about. Something <laughs> vintage, something from the 1900s. Yes. <laughs> So now, you know, when you start working with foreign governments and that shit gets addictive, okay? Possibly part of this payment was for Praz to also lobby the U.S. government to extradite a Chinese dissident, Guo Wengui, back to China so he can get reconditioned or whatever fucked up fate awaits him. So Praz maintains he's a great guy who's really nice and was only trying to help his friend Joe Logan, attorney in the U.S. <laughs> it's so hard for billionaires who work for presidents to find good representation. And as for the $100 million, that was a media business that he was starting. Anyway, the money wasn't even from Lowe. So who was it from? <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> Prosecutors were pretty brutal to Praz's ego, too. During the trial, they alleged that Lowe simply used Praz for back-channel dealings and that he was a, quote, subservient accomplice. Damn. I don't like that. When a legal definition has a bunch of shade attached yeah, to it. not That's nice. rough. Well, he's That's not, a rough one. Well, he's not a criminal mastermind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a nice guy. Focus on the money. Praz testified that he never made any political donations on behalf of Lowe. He also revealed himself to be an FBI informant. Whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> His efforts to kickstart the extradition of Guo Wengui involved him in a meeting with the FBI a few times to discuss, 
to discuss Guo and three Americans being held hostage in China. How does one set up a meeting like this? Yeah, how how do you set up a meeting like this? I I think the FBI will just talk to any. I think it's like open mic for informants. The FBI, they don't really care. Yeah, they asked me a couple times. Well, especially if they find out somebody that has like forced gumped their way into access to all these characters and will kind of just <laughs> cooperate with anyone. I, yeah, if I were an FBI, I would try to turn that person into an asset. You know, and, and maybe Justin is so weird. Why would you also? There's also something here where. He was so confident that he wasn't doing anything wrong or shady that he went to the FBI to talk about other stuff. Like he availed himself to the government in a way, like letting them in. Like I would just never want to talk to the FBI if I was moving this much money around in general or talking to Jolo at all. I would never want to talk to the so FBI. So now begs the question, is he an idiot or was he like being, trying to be super smart and like cover his tracks? Yeah. It could, yeah. Maybe it could maybe, can go either way. He can maybe appeal for a reduced sentence based on cooperation with the FBI, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. For sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, I think he, he wasn't an idiot. He was a subservient accomplice, which is kind of like a cuck, right? Is that, yeah, that's is that what the it definition? sounds like. I don't like that yeah. at all. <laughs> I, I made some people some subservient accomplices. All right, all right, Stop all right, it. All right. all right. Here we go. What are we this doing? This is a family podcast. I hit it once. Yeah. You had to. Okay. I should have never said anything. Family show. <laughs> anyway. Look at me. No. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> you guys. Anyway, Lo is believed to be hiding in China, which is totally not suspicious. And the Chinese dissident Guo Wenguei has since been arrested in the U.S. and charged with fraud in an unrelated case. That's all of season 12 of Fraudsters. <laughs> I know, all of it. Oh, my gosh. Why would and you if- hide in China? It's almost as if that's a uh, large nuclear power with an antagonistic <laughs> enough relationship to the United States to where they won't deport you. <laughs> almost. Almost as hmm. if. In a previous interview with Rolling Stone, Proz said he was eager to get into politics as a way to help <sighs> people. He said, quote, I was one of those people who was just dabbling. I never thought I would be full time into politics. I realized politics is not for me. The problem <laughs> with politics is this. It's that the people within politics, they're dirtier than the people who are not in politics. What? <laughs> I mean, so he just said nothing. We just spoke. Yeah, in a he circle. said nothing. Also, a politician is the very definition of a subservient accomplice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think he would fit right in. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I learned about politics: when you have ten million dollars stuffed inside of a sealy posturepedic uh, matrix, and- that is not <laughs> legal. Or <laughs> technically, it might not be politics. Even I keep it in the lining of my tracksuit, <laughs> and no one looks at me crazy. Proz is like, I was going to get to healthcare reform. The politics. (laughs) It's too much. All the politics got in the way. Lo, who is charged along with Michelle, is believed to be in China. Guo has since been arrested and charged by the Justice Department with defrauding investors in an unrelated case. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Praz was convicted of 10 criminal counts, including money laundering, illegal lobbying, witness tampering, campaign finance violations, and being too hard on Lauren Hill when she was clearly experiencing a mental health crisis. 
<laughs> so mean. So rude. It is not over for Proz yet, though. An appeal is to come, and then possibly sentencing. So we'll see if Proz is able to wiggle out of any jail time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is... He might. They, the, well, so the trial, I think, was like uh, maybe two, maybe three weeks. The jury deliberated for just a few days. You know, th this was... This is this is a wrap. I don't know what he's going to be able to say unless the stuff that he gave to the FBI was golden. But I, I, the government of the United States really doesn't like it when you run money and launder money for foreign powers, unless you're a bank, in which case they'll just give you a fine and keep, you can keep it moving. Yeah. But if you're an individual, especially like, an individual that used to be a part of the Fujis, they yeah. really don't like that. <laughs> They're like, give us more hits. You could have been somebody. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that, that that's where we end up with the Fugees. We had Wyclef, Mr. Almost President. Lauren, I can't show up to the show, Hill, or pay my taxes. And Praz, you know, foreign agent number 75. Weird that Lauren Hill was probably like the most innocent of all three of them. And it goes back to what I said before we even did this series. Lauren Hill seems like the nice one. It's crazy. Even though she's not. She's not, but it's still, they're way worse. <laughs> Who do you think? So let's rank them. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say, I think Wyclef is the worst one. Yeah. Because yeah, he's um, taking advantage of his own people. And that's just like a wild thing. And then yeah, Braz, I think he's is just taking money and <laughs> keep him lining it in his suit pockets and whatever. It seems there's an intentional aspect to all three of them. Lauren just straight up didn't want to pay. Yeah. Praz was literally just running money. He's transparently a, a money laundering scheme. And then Wyclef was almost more righteous. He thought that he was the right one. He was the Messiah for, for Haiti. Yeah. I didn't know all this before this podcast, and that's why I love doing this pod. There we go. It's all of their reputations. Like, whatever whatever people thought of them when they were the Fugees is, like, what ended up being, like, their, like, weakness, right? Yeah. It's like, well, Wyclef's yeah. the genius, and he will unite the world. It's kind of what people were thinking, right? He's the, that He was this great movement in, like, uh, world music. Then Praz was, you know, he gets sort of, like, ignored, but they're like, well, he's the money man. And he's like, well, I, well, I'm the money man, so I'll just go around and do money. And then Lauren Hill gets overshadowed and becomes bigger As the than artiste. all of them. Yeah. And then, yeah. But what makes her weakness is that she that she goes so far in the direction of being like, you know, she's the artist. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's like the side chick that becomes more popular than the band, but then starts kind of like turning her back to the people at concerts. She she thinks she's then bigger than the federal government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she goes from having probably low self-esteem to actually I'm better than any American citizen. To doing too much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to a special friend about Praz, the Fugees, and the culture. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. 
Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O C-O. All right, welcome back. Our next guest is the co-host of The War Report. He's been on Comedy Central a few times on the shows This Is Not Happening. Uh, he's on Comedy Central's featuring, uh, he's been on Vice Live, and the PBS uh, featured stories from the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gastor Almonte. And I like how I introduced you like you were doing stand-up. Yeah. I guess that's a hat. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Appreciate you. That's what's up, man. Thanks for that. It's good to keep me in familiar yeah. grounds, you know? That's I'll what's let you up, at 13. You know? That's how I'll I wake up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Drink tickets. That's how my wife calls me out for breakfast right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thanks for being here. I know that you know a lot about, you know, 90s hip hop. You are that guy. That's what we're like. We have to have Gaster on the show to talk shit with yeah, us. Yeah, I'm excited. Amen. This is uh, the peak 90s hip hop. I'm about this. Let's do this. <laughs> Gaster, what do you know about the Fugees? Tell me, tell me what your thoughts and feelings are, where you were in the 96 when this was all released. So this is one of the... Uh, first uh hip-hop albums that like i fell in love with for sure like uh uh a uh lauren hill's one of like my first crushes 90 yes. part of me okay. 96 <laughs> lauren hill is uh yeah i want to specify yeah. like there you uh, go. <laughs> at that point yeah. i still mm -hmm. thought like you know she could maintain schedules and <laughs> uh you know show up for date night little things like that that uh <laughs> are the crux of a successful relationship but uh yeah, uh, yeah. Ankle nah, monitoring I, at Lauren Hill, not so much, huh? All right, nah, yeah, a right, little, little less, a uh, little less. What I'm going for in the partner, you know? Uh, maybe a muse, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, not not the one uh, for me on a daily basis. But uh, now nah, I love this project. Uh, there's uh, a lot about this that I think uh, gets overlooked. It's definitely like one of the uh, better produced albums that I've heard in terms of uh, balancing uh, old school hip hop aesthetics with a lot of like really avant-garde samples uh like uh i don't think a lot of yeah. people was like yo let's get enya on a hip-hop song up until this point this album became such a huge deal but they still like showed their connection to uh underground hip-hop they had appearances from like super jersey mcs like 
I I I challenge somebody to like uh, name all the members of the Outsiders, <laughs> uh, but three of them are on this album, you know, like, and they're killing it. So like, there's a lot about that that I just rocked with. Um, admittedly, also one of the things that uh I always find hilarious about this group is looking up their greatest hits album and seeing that it's just like one yeah. song from the first album and then the whole score. Yeah. yeah, And I just think that's phenomenal that they've embraced that. Like, yeah, just re-release it in as many forms as possible. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of all there was, though. It was just the score and the album before <laughs> it. So what could the greatest hits be, really? Yeah. <laughs> and even, like, on the first album, the best song is the remix from the album. Like, it's not even the album <laughs> cut. That's true. You know? That's true. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, we should add this. But, uh, yeah, that, it, it's dope work. And uh, just in general, I'm a fan of uh, Wyclef and his, like, I, I don't I, I don't think people understood the brilliance of him saying, like, yo, I'm going to take the most untalented rapper I know and make him a third <laughs> of this group. You know, I'm going to lean in and just watch me you know like it just sounds like the epitome of the bar bet you know like yo or you think i'm trash and i'm gonna find a more trash dude <laughs> and make a classic watch like that the self-belief in that That's man true. you know who, who, who do you think's the worst rapper of the nine is it uh, like that that had a like a great run do you think Praz is worse than silk the shocker mm. <laughs> that's talent yo yeah i i ah oh, damn i think I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Praz is worse than Silk the Shocker. Yeah, yo, because like Praz's most legendary lyric is also the lyric that needs to get most punched up ever, <laughs> and everyone knows a better word for it. Like we used to be number ten, now we permanent at one. <laughs> Why was permanent the word? There are so many other simpler ways of saying that. You know, and nobody told him, hey, listen, like just cut out one syllable. Like there's so many other better words. You know, now we're always at one. Now we're finally. At, I like, like to believe that he like really spoke up for permanent. I'm, I like to believe they were arguing about it. He was like, no, I want to say permanent. I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way that that word stayed in. You know, he's like, we got to give him one, Lauren. All right, come on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go prize Silk. Um, uh, I think uh, Magoo also gets some votes uh, just for awkwardness. Mm. But yeah, prize and Silk are in their own place. They are legendary. I'm going to say prize is the worst because he's the most forgettable. Like we often forget fully about we forget about him and his own song ghetto superstar that's a maya song <laughs> that's, <true. laughs> that's an odb and maya song you be yeah, forgetting yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a Praz song all right well we got one more clip here can we can we play this clip with vlad Praz is talking about getting sued by enya which is another sentence i never thought i would say you gotta stop showing me these vlad clips so the album comes out <laughs> is doing is doing crazy numbers. Uh, you guys get sued for ready or not, right? What, what, what was the lawsuit about? Simple. We sampled it. We sample um, um, Enya, and we didn't clear it. We lied about it, and she was like, "Okay, take the shit off the album." And we couldn't. Well, write me a big check, and we did. <laughs> Simple as that. Do you remember how big the check was? About three million. Three million dollars. Oh. Yeah, because you're taking someone copyright oh. and you're not clearing it, and then you lie about it on top of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, whose yeah. idea was it to, to lie about the, the Mine. 
So I take responsibility. <laughs> okay. Because she lived in Ireland. So I said, yo, where is this album going to blow up? But she don't nobody in Ireland going to hear this album. She was number one in Ireland. The irony, right? Yeah. In hindsight, that's $3 million. That's a million dollars in my pocket because we could have split that. You know, we split it three ways. But shit happens. Whatever. Not Kraz, all of a sudden, to me, seeming like the most trustworthy person in the group. My favorite rapper. <laughs> it's only because he's dishonest about stealing, though. He's like, because I thought I would get away with yeah. it, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like, okay, I support that. All right. Uh, if ever anybody was more aware that they've been living their life in, like, the green, like, he knows he's won that life. He's just like, yes. yeah, whatever, B. No. Yep, I fucked that up. You're right. <laughs> I think that's why he was always focused on the money. Whenever they asked him, he was like, ignore it. He's like, ah, this is it. I'm never going to be able to do this yeah. again. <laughs> I better focus on the that's money. True. I better count every Because he's like, the talent's not there. The talent's not there. And I yeah. know that. So how can I capitalize the most where I can? I will just continue to count this money. <laughs> no, not even a good criminal. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it again? No, because who's going to hear the island? But you know what? That's very much my fraudulent mindset, too. I'm like, no one's going to know. Ireland? Come on. <laughs> and it's also skipping like the first like the like the five years before that was all rappers getting sued in monumental yes. trials for not clearing samples. <laughs> it's like, who would have thought? And it's like, well, like De La Soul went through this in like 1989, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> Losing whole albums. Mm -mm. Hammer. Yeah. Hammer had to write a check. Everybody had to write checks before that. Like for him to be like, well, who would who knew? Like, it's like everybody, actually, everybody, everybody in hip hop knew. I'm starting to think that, like, everybody says Wyclef ran. I think Proz ran the group. Like, because yeah. I didn't both of them, like, not say, like, oh, no, this is a stupid idea. Like, well, they were busy <laughs> fucking Gaston. Like, they didn't have time yeah. to be like, this is a bad idea. They were like, oh, whatever you say, Proz. Sure. You let, let it Proz do all the paperwork. They were talent. Let's <laughs> Proz handle any paperwork. Oh, my God. Too much. All right. This is uh, Praz producing the incredible single, Ghetto Superstar. Hooray. <laughs> so old Dirty come walking in the studio. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, peace to the God. What's going on? Yeah, we good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he look at his man. Who are these niggas in? No process. I'm like... Like, who is this? Twenty-eight million. I'm thinking like this. My session, right? Hey, he's in your session. Yeah, yeah. So he asking who you are. Right, right. <laughs> but I did that when we started the Fuji's research. I was like, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> yo, but the audacity to say that in 98, yo. Yeah, this guy's got a number one album in the world. <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, I think ODB could be in this room with the president and be like, yo, who is this, who is this nigga? He's got my welfare check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So this man go to my role manager, like, yo, what's this nigga doing in our session? So we're like, no, 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 it's our session. Yeah. And old Doug is like, I, get, I, I, I hate when Unique keep doing this shit. You know, they keep fucking up my, my, my rooms. So I'm like, Unique? You need the this studio in, a, in, in New York, York City? Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, to go to Unique, you got to get in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty Enterprise, much like quiet. Enterprise, you just walk straight in. So I'm trying to figure out 
How he confused What the fuck is he on To not know He's in California Not in New York Right (laughs) (laughs) Just on a production note Here real quick This is Drink Champs With Nori And the mics Are all pointed Fucking down at the table They're next to each other They're in a Huge cavernous fucking room. I hate this. I hated listening they to have, this. They're in a so cavernous room with glass, much. just bounce sound bouncing <laughs> off the glass. <laughs> and they're just drinking. There's just bottles. It's everywhere. They're just crying. Nori is probably the worst podcast host in the history of this business, yet he's counting his bills every fucking episode. Anyways. I love that they all pretend like they've never recorded in front of a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> it's all recording artists. Yeah. <laughs> Where should we point these things? Not away from us, right? Okay. Fully look. Yeah. What, what I like is Nori's interrupting. So we're going back and forth. We're going back and forth. Then finally they realize, oh, we're in the wrong yeah. session uh-huh. in the wrong studio. I think you're supposed uh-huh. to be at um, um, Record Plant. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So as the nigga about to leave, he goes, what's that? So we're like, what's what? He said, what's that music in the background? So it was just the instrumental. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, some shit I'm working on. Yeah. I wanna get on that. So it was like, I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, you can't really, you can't get, like, and Clef was like, man, he said this to me, Curl. He said, man, just let that nigga do any bullshit and we're going to erase this shit. Like, this is what I did. This is what I did. All right, so he asked me what the record's about. So I'm telling him, like, uh, so he goes, all right, cool. So we're sitting there waiting for him to do his shit. So the music is playing in like 10 minutes. He's like, all right, I'm ready. So now I ain't seen him write anything. So I'm like, what the? Okay. So he goes in the studio and the beat is playing and all we hear is, huh, yeah. So he has his hat, yeah, how does it, Look at this nigga like, what the fuck, right? So then he says, give me another track. And he goes, you hear, yeah, yeah. And then he do that shit, he does it in. I'm sitting here, we look at the club like, this nigga is crazy, right? <laughs> then he said, give me another track. And he's laying words, but by pieces. pieces. That's crazy. On the OGB. fourth track, Genius. it was everything that you hear currently right now. So he did it backwards. Ooh, that is genius. <laughs> Yo, I've never heard of that. He did I've it backwards. I've never heard of that. That's crazy. He was doing it by syllable? No, so you know how like, okay, you do your vocal. First you lay your verse. Right, and then you do the And then you do your band. Yeah, so you two he did the ad-libs? He did the, the ad-libs first. That's, oh, that's why we didn't crazy. know what the fuck he was doing. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Absolutely oh, incredible. Incredible. He made the song. I did not real. I did not you realize ab- until we started doing these episodes that Proz was even on this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. It's, it's his song. It's his so only hit single. <laughs> it's, it's his album. allegedly. That's a Maya <laughs> ODB so song. So just to be clear, <laughs> it's a Bulwark song. He doesn't yes. have the. He doesn't have the best verse no. on the song. <laughs> yeah. No. And we just learned he didn't even make the decision to have no. the best verse on the song. Yeah. 
But someone if, else told me. Someone to do walked it. in off the Let street and had a better verse than his. <laughs> Wandered in off the street, did it real quick in like five minutes, and moved on. Uh, yeah, and thought he was on another coast, <laughs> and then left. <laughs> Incredible. Go listen to the song now. You're gonna, oh, it's I'm gonna blow your mind. Listen. Not the ODB part. How fucking long the song? The track is over four minutes. Is Braz is rapping for like two and a half minutes. It's the worst part of the whole. I do remember song. he goes every dog it's has his day. Needless track. to say, I remember that. That's it. That's six <laughs> words, and that would have been great. <laughs> I listened to it because I was like, "Oh, I gotta see like ODB do this incredible thing," and then I was like, "Dear Lord, Braz, you he are had something uh, to prove. You, you must have, yeah, exactly. He must have heard it and been like, "Wow, I gotta." Uh, maybe I'll I'll say more words, and then people will think I'm just as no. good as O.T. Well, he's we trying to break his solo you. career. Like, I mean, yeah, the score is out. He's got a high-profile soundtrack song. So, of course, he's going to do as many bars as he can to try to have his standout moment. And it and just this. doesn't help when you put ODB at the peak of Wu-Tang's popularity on the song. And then also Maya, as she's like, she's like peak a meteoric. Maya. Peak Maya. Yeah. And then can you imagine when they do the music video, they have to call ODB to be. They're like, remember when you did that track for that guy you didn't know a long time he's ago? Like, no. No. No, I don't remember any of Well, bring your wigs <laughs> yeah, and get ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that time I was in New York. <laughs> it was California, ODB. <laughs> Wait, who? Who are you? I remember. <laughs> it was Bob Marley and his accountant was in there. A mess. Guess what? Do you think the legacy of the Fujis is now? I think, uh, as a group, they are the greatest one hit wonder group ever. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I yeah. think they created an incredible project and they came apart uh, for various reasons as groups do. Um, they still let off. Uh, they all, they all split up and created more good music, an incredible album after that with Lauren. I'm a fan of all of that. Quite honestly, I don't think there's any issues with that. Um, they are also collectively some of the most irresponsible adults I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, like as professionals, they over and over again show me as an artist that if you make something good enough, people will forgive everything. And that's what I aspire to. I want to like fuck up so often and have it overlooked. Cause I made like a really funny album once, <laughs> yep. you know, that's what they do. Like hey, Lauren Hill has been two hours late to every show for 16 years. And no one cares because she gave us miseducation. We, we again, we let two terrible rappers rap on the whole album. Nobody gave a shit because it was it was the score. Yeah. Phenomenal work. You get away with anything if you make yeah, a classic. Yeah. 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 I want to I want to get caught because like, uh, yo, gas store like uh, keeps stealing refrigerators. <laughs> <Richard. laughs> you know, some local. You know? I'm taking my whole hood got new fridges in PC because of me. Okay, that's my dream. You know, I want to supply East New York with electrical appliances with no serial numbers. That's my dream. You know. Big thanks to Gastor. And now we have a very special game with our writer, Nick Turner. Nick, welcome. Welcome to the Fraudsters Game Show. I'm your host, Game Master Nick Turner, professional game show person check me out on abc's 
The Game Show Show, which, as of this taping, aired two days ago. It was probably months at this point. But uh, I recounted my win uh, of a car on The Price is Right on an ABC show. There's no one better for this. Welcome to the games, folks. Now, we clearly have three hosts, Cena, Justin, and Ariel. And I'm not seeing one. Ariel is missing. She's missing. Yeah, she was, she was busy. Okay. Uh, I need to hear that beforehand because I've got a lot of compliments for her, and now it looks like I don't have compliments for anybody. All right. Our first and only game today is called the Fuji's Game. Yay! Okay. So in this game, I am going to describe another famous crime trio, oh. and you guys will guess what trio I am describing. Is this multiple choice or fill in the blank? This is all fill in the blank. There are no multiple choice. Multiple choice <laughs> does not work on the radio. <laughs> Imagine how boring that would be <laughs> and confusing. Okay. You've got to use your brains, Mr. <laughs> Lawyer slash professor. <laughs> okay. Okay. You guys, the two smartest people I know, are you ready? <laughs> I'm so fucked. For the yeah. Fuji's game. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay, I will describe another famous crime trio, and you guess the crime trio. Number one. This trio pulled the ultimate tenant scam when they blatantly ignored the lease's requirement that no unmarried people of different genders live in the apartment. Remember, these are famous trios. Oh, I know, uh... Oh, Three's, Three's company. company. Three's Company. That goes to Cena. Market, Noreen. We need to have, I want to tally. Noreen Market. All right. Okay. Number two, Cena's in the lead. This ultimate colonizer rode these three crime mobiles from Spain to the good Columbus. old U.S. Uh, I will repeat the question. You're answering the wrong part. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, it's this like... ultimate, just because I couldn't say his name. An ultimate colonizer rode these three crime mobiles. The Nina, these three Pinta, crime rooms. And Santa Maria. There we go. Justin. Ding, ding, Unbelievable. ding. Unbelievable. Justin, you can't just jump in like that. Yeah, you got to. We have no Justin. system for not jumping in. We could. <laughs> You could. That's you, fine. You could raise That's a hand or say your own name before. No, I I see no. the type of game Justin wants to play. It's and I'm dirty for it. to win. It's a dirty game. Yeah. And Ariel's not here, so there's no one to save you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, tie game. These three racial fraudsters appropriated Mexican culture on the grounds that they were friends. The three amigos. There we go. Oh shit! Yeah, good one. <laughs> Hitting hard. Okay, Justin, in the lead, uh, pulling away, <laughs> two to one. Number four, these men perpetrated assault on each other and nearly everyone else they encountered in a terrifying decade plus. The Three Stooges. The, the Three Stooges. God damn it. Justin, wow, you really are pulling away. Incredible. Really Cena. Locked in. Cena, are you on a time delay? Okay. I think so. I think this is, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going through a tunnel in his living room. Okay. Number five. These three crime bros, individually named Manny, Moe, and Jack, 
started a company that in 2019 admitted to numerous instances of unlawful disposal of hazardous waste by the company, including automotive fluids, batteries, aerosol cans, electronic devices, used oil, and other regulated wastes. Mm. It's, not the, it's not the Marx Exclusively car-based waste. <laughs> the Marx Brothers. These oh, three crime oh. bows, Manny, Moe, oh, and Pep Jack. Boys. Pep Boys! Pep hey, Boys! back here, let's go! Okay. Uh, my man's like Denver at the end of the third quarter here. Here we go. <laughs> Number six. Justin's still in the lead. Race fraudsters. Race fraudsters. Some of your favorite fraudsters. Who were children. Race fraudsters who were children. A crime trio. Oh, the Little Rascals. No, that's not a trio. No, that's not a trio. And... I don't know if they're race fraudsters. They had a black guy and they were mean to him, but yeah. they were <laughs> our, our gang? No, that's the same thing. Oh, same thing. Um, okay, so remember, there's three of them, and they're race fraudsters, and they were appropriating, they were white children appropriating an Asian race. Oh, oh, the three ninjas. The three ninjas! <laughs> The ultimate race fraudsters. Okay, we are tied, folks. They made like four movies. Yeah. This That's this true. Incredible. That's true. Too many movies because three, obviously, perfect number. Okay, number seven, tie game. These three countries really pissed off the second President Bush. Uh, Iraq, Afghanistan. Yeah, no. I mean, you already got one wrong. But the OPEC countries. There's a term for these. Oh, the axis of evil. There we go. Oh, the, the, God. I, I can't believe I Cena didn't get this. I can't believe I missed this. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> this is crazy. You know, I've disassociated from that hateful period of our history. Iraq, Iran, and North Korea, I believe. North Korea. Yes. Okay. I believe. I didn't write Damn. it down. Okay. <laughs> Justin's in the lead, inexplicably. Four to three. <laughs> Two left. No ties here. Okay, number eight. International crime syndicate based in China. The Chinese Not necessarily. Triad. There we go. Oh, God. There's the 3B. And unfortunately, Cena. That's it. We've got one more, but you have lost. But I'll go through it anyway. Three troublemaking yeah. rodents. Oh, uh, the. Um... Three blind mice? No, they that no, wasn't their no. fault. They couldn't see. <laughs> they can't. They're not criminals. Three troublemaking. Oh, oh, Alvin um, and the chipmunks. The Alvin chipmunks. There we go. And that's Justin Damn again. Damn it. That's a hot six to three win for Justin. Congratulations. You are the winner of the Fuji's game. Uh that's it. There's there's no prize. We should get you a prize. Oh, cool. Yeah. Six more months of having to do this show. Yay! <laughs> and then it's canceled. I talked to Henry. All right. Uh, good night, guys. Uh, well, I'll see you uh, at the Rod Blagojevich taping. <laughs> Listen, this was an incredible series. I'm so happy we did it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this special series on the Fugees. Uh, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Keep the conversation going and find us on Twitter and Instagram at FraudstersLPN. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Cena Now and Ariel Lieti at Ariel Lieti. Follow Justin Williams on Instagram at Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. Make sure to check out the show notes for this show's social media links so you can follow us and see the resources we use for this episode. Frosters is hosted by me, Cena Gazdavi, Justin Williams, and Ariel Lieti. Producer is Jordan Aconcia. Production coordinator is Nori Malik. Editor is Ryan Connor. Our writer is Nick Turner. Our researcher was Emily Fusco and Patrick Fisher. Robert Rasigliano is our legal intern. Music by Grant Gordon. Executive producer is me, Cena Gazami. This has been a production of Zero Cool and The Last Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Are you annoyingly inattentive? Do you watch a movie and then ask a zillion questions because you weren't paying attention? Do people ask, how do you sleep at night? Then you should get a mattress from Mattress Firm. They can help anyone sleep. Get to Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and get a king bed for a queen price. Save up to $700 and get a free adjustable base with select Sealy mattresses, all with free and fast delivery. Get matched at Mattress Firm. Sleep at night. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details.